0: This is Carrie with Fullerton Professional Organizing, and I have another guest, and um, I thought she had a story that we all wanted to hear, so we have her here, and I'm going to go ahead and let her tell you who she is and what she does, and I do okay. Add a favorite (laughs) scripture. Okay, I'm
1: Anastasia Ortiz, um, I'm from San Nito. I live in Harlingen now, I own a martial arts school, it's a mentorship program as well, and uh, my favorite scripture is Isaiah 54, 17, uh, no weapon formed against you shall prosper, but I always prayed over myself, no weapon formed against me yes, shall prosper.
0: <laughs> yes, yes, absolutely. Um, Yeah, it's good to pray that over our family, over our business, over our thought processes. Everything can benefit. All right. So um, how did you get started in Taekwondo or Taekwondo? I know there's other things like jitsu -jitsu and stuff like that and I just want to make sure that we're letting the audience know exactly what you do. Right well
1: when my son was was younger about five years old um, we were homeschooling him at Mm -hmm. the time and I really wanted to put him in in taekwondo Mm -hmm. so I kind of convinced him to Ah. go let's go you can get ninja you're gonna wear this cool outfit Um, and he was a little hesitant at first and actually he was very shy like Mm -hmm. if the neighbor was outside playing he wanted to play but he wouldn't go so um once he started doing martial arts we noticed that his confidence started to build Mm -hmm. and as I would watch him practice or go to his classes I was always like I want to do that I want to do that so we would go home and we got him some training tools for for Mm -hmm. home practice and I just would do it with him and I loved it and I was like I think I can do this and so I also enrolled um, his dad was doing the classes with us at the time too. So it was kind of a family thing. Yeah. Um, and you know, over the course of the years, it was just something that when I was sitting at my, my day job, cause mm-hmm. I, I worked as a, a legal assistant, mm-hmm. I was like, you know, this job is great, but like I had this passion to do something mm-hmm. else. And, uh, my sister, she's like, well, what are your goals? What are your long-term goals? And I said, well, one day, I want to be a martial arts instructor and she was like how about now and i'm like well i'm not ready yet i have Mm -hmm. to keep learning i have to keep growing and so i had put it i wrote it down in my planner that day Mm -hmm. um and then actually about a week or two later the school that i that i worked for previously posted up that they were hiring so i'm like well maybe it's right now and i actually didn't get the job as the instructor i was hired as the the front desk like receptionist And then I worked my way up and I just kept training and practicing and fell even more in love with it than than I ever thought I would be.
0: Wow, that's very interesting. Yeah, my son, we did put my son in Taekwondo. Now he is, he did get a black belt, I believe in fifth grade. And then he moved on to something else after fifth grade, but he did get his black belt. And, you know, he really didn't use it per se mm-hmm. he didn't go into competitions or anything mm-hmm. like that but the one thing he did use it for is uh, there were times at school he was bullied right and you can even if you don't hit back you're able to mm-hmm. you know those reflexes right. to uh, divert punches or to divert people from messing with you actually mm-hmm. help as Absolutely. well and having that confidence to be able to fend off someone that has tried to mess with you at school was a a really good um was really good for him right yes and the discipline right and then for me personally um
1: like I said well I had struggled with social anxiety and Mm -hmm. confidence self-confidence issues um I was very overweight I won't say how much but very overweight I didn't feel comfortable in my own skin. Mm-hmm. I didn't even want to go to the grocery store. Like mm-hmm. I was always wearing mm-hmm. a jacket covered up mm-hmm. and I feel like on the mat and that whole process of building that confidence really changed mm-hmm. me and my inner like belief in myself. Mm-hmm.
0: So. Yeah. And there's a real beauty to the movements of Taekwondo because, and um, it, it really is an art form, right? And it, it's, it really is beautiful if you do it right. And uh, I'm not going to make any commitments, <laughs> but I've been tempted. Maybe when I retire, I'm going to go in and 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 take some classes and maybe get my black belt. I don't Ooh. know. It's a little <laughs> ambitious at my age, but again, I want to do it for the exercise right. and the movement is beautiful and um, and. Self defense right. is important for women anyway. So, it's even if you don't get your black belt, all of those things are
1: good. Right. And I was just telling my students yesterday, I was reading them a story, an essay that I had written, mm-hmm. and I said, you know, the belt is a symbol of the journey, but mm-hmm. the qualities that we picked up along mm-hmm. the way, live within us forever. Mm-hmm. So it's not just the black belt. It's the black belt mindset. Yes. And so that's, you know, super important to me and something that I, like, pass on to my students with mm-hmm. that mentorship that I incorporate into the into the program. Um, one thing that I wanted to say mm-hmm. about the exercise, mm-hmm. is what you said, um, you know, I did lose over... 85, 90 pounds. I stopped counting, but it was mm-hmm. a lot. And everyone always asked, How did you do it? Mm-hmm. What did you do? What diet mm-hmm. did you do? And I said, I didn't. I stopped mm-hmm. eating cheesecake. Mm-hmm. That's one. Mm-hmm. And martial arts. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's, that's all awesome. I did. I had to give up cheesecake. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's a few bad habits we have to get right. rid of, but at least, you know, you're not starving yourself right. and all of that. You, you, that's good. Um. So, what was your biggest challenge? And what did you learn from it? Um, because you have started your own, correct? Right. Mm-hmm. Tell us about what you've learned starting your own um, Taekwondo business.
1: In the process of, you know, continuing my knowledge and learning as, mm-hmm. as a martial artist, um, I became aware of my a greater purpose that I feel was, was spoken to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was, you know, helping others through their journey, mm-hmm. um, not just through martial arts, but whatever mm-hmm. goal that, that my students have, you mm-hmm. know, and they're between the ages of four and, and 15. I do mm-hmm. have adults, but, but the mentorship program right. for that age, like right. nine to 14 year olds, mm-hmm. um, whatever goal it is. And so I knew that my purpose was bigger than, uh, just teaching, teaching them, how to kick them an art right. Yes. And so one of my biggest, you know, obstacles was mm-hmm. myself. Mm-hmm. Of saying, Well, I can't do that. Mm-hmm. So again it goes back to the confidence mm-hmm. and and you know, just being in your own way sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think having to overcome that my own like holding myself back and and just letting myself go. Mm-hmm. Like I, I tell my students, You guys are my little butterflies mm-hmm. and one student said this to me right before I opened the school. She says, It's time for your butterfly moment. Because I would always say, This is your butterfly moment yes. when they would like All of a sudden, you know, a student that comes in shy and all of a sudden over the years they're so confident and they feel empowered. And this is a twelve year old girl and she knew I was moving on Mm -hmm. and going to open my own school and she said, This is your butterfly moment, and I'm like, Okay, Mm -hmm. I can do it.
0: (laughs) Yeah. You know, it's really good because if you don't ever do anything that you're scared to do, right. If you don't ever push yourself a even if it's just a little bit, we're not talking about jumping off of a bridge for the first time. We're just talking about baby steps into something that is hard that you don't think you can do. If you don't accomplish something that you didn't think you, am I saying that right? <laughs> if you don't attempt to accomplish something right. that's hard, let's. Mm-hmm. Just, <laughs> I'll keep it simple. I can't talk, but um, <laughs> then you don't feel that sense of accomplishment if you're always staying safe and always doing just what you feel comfortable with right you just don't get pushed that extra confidence that extra right and that's something that i I
1: tell my students all the time that if we stay in our comfort zone Mm -hmm. we can't grow and you know in anything you know we always want to be learning and growing something that we talk about all the time is having a white belt mentality. And what Mm -hmm. that means, no matter what color belt rank we are, is that we still approach it as if we're brand new, we're learning. It's day Mm -hmm. one and we're always absorbing new Mm -hmm. knowledge and information. So it means that we have to put ourselves outside of our comfort zone just a little Mm -hmm. bit, like you said, Mm -hmm. and then we get further and further and further. Yeah.
0: Yeah. You know, right now I'm in a um, new, well, I don't know how many of you know but i started a new full-time job on my way to creating my organizing business which i am doing very good at right now but i just wanted to let you know there are that techie you know i think i've mentioned to in some of my podcasts of course i still can't talk today but in some of my podcasts you know, I had to push myself to learn. I'm not techie at all. And I had to push myself to learn how to do the software for the podcasting. I had to learn how to be more techie. And then at this new position, I have to learn how to be more professional in my typing. And my I have to go back to my school days and relearn some of the stuff that I forgot on how to write papers and, and stuff like that. So it's been a challenge, but you know what? Once you get past those challenges, right. you really feel good about your accomplishments. So right. it's very important. Uh, what advice would you give someone wanting to pursue your area of expertise? It exactly ties into what we were just mm-hmm. talking about of always
1: um, being able to put yourself in vulnerable positions mm-hmm. so that you can continue to grow and not mm-hmm. just being stagnant with, mm-hmm. your, with your growth and your knowledge.
0: So, mm. And what's something people seem to misunderstand about you? Um, my face. <laughs> so
1: I it's I have to remind myself to smile, and because sometimes I think my outward emotions don't correlate with what I feel on the inside. And I think sometimes when people first meet me, they might think that I'm I'm mean or or antisocial. But I did say yes. years before I was struggled with social anxiety. Yes. So in the beginning, it was like I was. Fearful to talk, so I might be like, okay. and so I have to remind myself, okay, hey, it's okay. Let's yes. smile and relax and be comfortable. So I think sometimes when I'm not reminding myself, I might have that face, and people are like, does she not like me? Does she not want to talk to me? But no, I'm just so many years yes. of, of that and battling that inner, you know, voice and anxiety in my head.
0: Yes, and we can't judge someone by the expressions on their face because a lot of people also, and I've misread people as well, um, but my husband doesn't always smile, <laughs> and people are always used to be like, is he mad? Is, <laughs> does he not like me? And it's like, no, he's, he's friendlier than I am, and I'm pretty friendly. You know, he just has a serious, yeah. you know, look on his face. And, um, you know, you, you just can't, I've been in many positions where I've wondered if someone, um, was really enjoying themselves and until they said, until someone else came up to them and said, Oh, you're having a fabulous time, aren't you? I can tell. And I couldn't tell. I was like, okay, you just can't judge by those appearances Uh, What is one thing that has helped your clients that you didn't expect? Hmm. Because we know the confidence building, but was there anything unexpected? Um, I think most of it was pretty
1: expected. Mm -hmm. I think the friendships that Mm -hmm. some of the students create, not just Mm -hmm. the kids, but Mm -hmm. right now I have a women's course going Mm -hmm. on, and the friendships that I see between them and having just that hour of, Mm -hmm. of almost fellowship. Mm-hmm. You know, we're learning together mm-hmm. and learning
0: how to defend ourselves, but mm-hmm. there's a unity there that I really love. Yes, yeah, she's teaching a self-defense course right now, guys, so get ready for her next one so yes. you can join in. Yes, and I to see the women just laughing and
1: they're learning, but they're having that friendship mm-hmm. and creating new friendships, I love that. And then for the younger kids, the same thing, That some of the bonds that I see from afar, or if I see a picture from a parent later, mm-hmm. I'm like, They have really, you know, bonded and created Mm -hmm. these friendships that I think they'll remember for a Mm -hmm. really long time.
0: Well, and that's the key to teamwork. You know, when you are all going through something hard together, it builds a bond of teamwork. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Those are also important things to learn. Uh, What three things can you, now we're going to lighten things up. What are three things you can't live without? Three things I can without, uh, coffee. <laughs> ah,
1: she's speaking coffee. my language. <laughs> my children and yes. four kids, them, and then I want to say books, but I'm going to say knowledge in general. Knowledge. So knowledge in general, because like I said, I love yeah, to always be learning be, new things. It
0: can come from podcasts. Right. Uh, or uh, audio books and, uh all kinds of right. ways. Right, and people, like you said, and podcasts. Hands on. One
1: thing that I, I like to say is that every person that we meet mm-hmm. is a teacher.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, maybe that's not their profession, mm-hmm. but we can always learn from, mm-hmm. learn something from everybody yes. that we meet as long as we're open to.
0: Yes, and that's really why I do these podcasts. Yes, it does promote my business. I'm not going to lie. Of course, I do it to promote. Fullerton Professional Organizing. And yes, I do promote other people's businesses, but it's so that you can learn about all of these other areas, these other careers, these other paths, and that you don't have to be perfect. We all have to work through a lot to be where we are. We have to learn a lot, keep learning, keep learning from each other. Yeah, right. everything that you said, yeah. <laughs> all the knowledge continues and continues. We're not perfect, right? Um, if you could turn back time and talk to your 18-year-old self, what would you tell her? Um, I think I would say same thing about
1: don't mm-hmm. don't get in your own way. But mm-hmm. then also, I think I, for many years, I did things that maybe were to please other people, mm. mm-hmm. right? And not necessarily mm-hmm. for my own mm-hmm. fulfillment of my purpose mm-hmm. or enjoyment and mm-hmm. was always worried about, well, I don't want to upset them mm-hmm. or things like that. And yeah. and I think as I get older, a few years ago, I, I told my mom, it was New Year's Day, that my resolution was to do things that make me happy. Mm-hmm. And of course, I'm doesn't mean that I'm out, you know, making everybody mm-hmm. upset, oh,
0: yeah. but you
1: know, choosing choosing things that make mm-hmm. me happy. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I think um, when we are, um, you know, at a certain point in our life, we realize that, yes, we want other people to be happy. And no, we're not going to be rude. We're not going to purposely, right. purposely hurt people. And we don't purposely want to make people dislike us. But if it's out of our control. Right and people aren't going to like us, and they're going to react a certain way, then it's not our problem. Right. And we realize that we can't let the negativity pay rent in our head. Yes, absolutely. Negativity cannot stay. It has to go. We just can't hold on to it. Um, There are many, many, many days I go, is that person talking? And I was like... (laughs) You know, we have these things that talk to us in our heads, tell us that people are talking about us, tell us that people don't like us, tell us things that aren't true. I think our mind lies to us a lot and we have to just shut it down Mm -hmm. and not let it not let it. St- no weapon, r- formed the right. no <laughs> weapon formed against us. That's right. No weapon formed against us shall prosper. It right. just won't. because a lot of times they're not even talking right. about us. Mm-hmm. It's all in our imagination. And if they are, we have no control over it. We still just let it go. Right. 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 And I always say that if it affects my peace, then I mm-hmm. just let it go. Mm-hmm. But for example, one thing
1: um when I was started martial arts because I started as an mm-hmm. adult. Mm-hmm. I was a mom. Mm-hmm. You know a lot of the comments that I got were like a little bit old to be doing that or oh, what wow. if you get hurt um you know I would have friends I'd be like come over let's have some drinks and I'm like no I'm going to I'm going to martial arts today and they were like just you know, stop doing that and I was I, it did yeah. it did put thoughts in my head like maybe yeah. they're right maybe I can't yeah. do this maybe yeah. I'm too old I'm too overweight whatever mm-hmm. all of those things like you said mm-hmm. in my head and and overcoming mm-hmm. that and now I have my own yeah, soul so we have to <laughs>
0: realize that what's for us is not for them, right. and what is for them is not for us, and um, not compare other people's journey to our right. journey. Our journey can only be our journey. Mm-hmm. Oh, nice. All right, and um, now, what are the best resource sources that have helped you along the way? Have there been anything that you've read or listened to, or... You know what, I think... I, I want to say music, but
1: that's it's like a therapy for me. Mm, so yeah. whether it's worship music, prison yes. worship music, playing my own guitar, I think that a lot of times helps me mm-hmm. overcome those thoughts of anxiety mm-hmm. and
0: feeling getting to a place of peace mm-hmm. within myself. Yeah, so. music definitely does right. that for me as well. You know, when I'm having a bad, some, uh, there's always a new song that I can pick up on that just speaks to me right where I am at that, whatever year it is, Mm -hmm. whatever I am going through, there's always something that, and, um, and, and aren't we glad that someone made earbuds because now (laughs) without disturbing others, we can always have that soothing music, um, to keep you know, when we do have those anxiety moments, because I think right. all of us have some levels of anxiety, mm-hmm. maybe some have it more than others, but we all have something that right. Music. And for me, praise music mm-hmm. just oh, gives me so much peace. Um, what are the, what makes you feel inspired? Well, we probably already talked about this. Um, Okay, here we go. Who are three people who have been the most influential to you? Okay, the my queen, my my grandma. Mm. She's
1: uh, she passed away in 2017, but her work ethic and and I call her mm. my queen. She just mm-hmm. was such a hard worker and um just very so one thing that I that I have heard people say is it's easy to act like a Christian, but it's not so easy to react yeah like a, a Christian mm. and I feel that everything that she did just the way that mm-hmm. she carried herself and the way that she spoke was very mm. um like I wish I could be that you mm. know like a, a role model yes. and a mentor yes. and teacher and loving um so my grandmother and my mom mm-hmm. same thing very mm-hmm. high level work ethic and um just that like women empowerment that we can mm-hmm. do hard things mm-hmm. Um, and then the third one, it's its actually my son, the one who started oh, yeah. uh, m- martial arts taekwondo when he was five, watching him overcome a lot of things mm-hmm. as well with his health and um, changing me because I had mm-hmm. him so young.
0: Mm-hmm. I was
1: only 20 when mm-hmm. I had him. And so, um, you know, I, I don't think that I would be the person that I am, that mm-hmm. I've grown into without this yes. little person in my life yes. who's not little anymore. He's yes. bigger than me, but...
0: <laughs> They do tend to stretch us, don't they? <laughs> now, what is the one common myth about your profession that you'd like to debunk? What is it that people think about Taekwondo and your profession that you want to debunk?
1: I think, and this is not for everybody because mm-hmm. you spoke so well about mm-hmm. it, that it is not just about the the mm-hmm. fighting.
0: I've had people
1: just make comments like, so you teach kids how to beat, beat each other up. Oh, and I'm like, no, that's not no. what we do. It's not aggressive. It's discipline, right? It's discipline. And like you said, it's an art. So we have all these creative outlets, whether we're a singer, a writer, a martial mm-hmm. artist, we, we mm-hmm. use, it's like dancing almost mm-hmm. it's a, a form of expression. Mm-hmm. And then it also enables us to have the tools that we need to defend ourselves
0: if, and protect we need ourselves. To. Yes, right. if it's, we need to. Yes, because everyone should be taught not to be a bully and not to fight. But if we have to defend ourselves, it's a great uh, way to protect yourself. Right.
1: Yeah. So I've had some, I, I had a, a school counselor ask me, she said, I just don't understand the point of it if you teach kids how to fight, but they can't come to school and fight. And I'm like, well, you know, little girls go to ballet, but they don't show up in their in their tutu at school and mm-hmm. prance around on their tiptoes all day. It's it's an extra mm-hmm. thing that helps them grow, not just mm-hmm. physically, but mentally and, and emotionally.
0: Yeah, wow. I never thought that that would have to be debunked. I thought people understood, but yeah, not everyone. That's true. Wow. All right. Well, if you had a million dollars, what would you spend it on?
1: <laughs> That's a good one. Um, I'm going to say research, like medical mm-hmm. research. Mm-hmm. Um, I have some things that are very close to my heart, mm-hmm. but I think I would put that
0: out there. For awesome. Uh, what is the best compliment you have ever received? Uh, someone said to
1: me, this may not be a compliment, but these words changed my life. Mm-hmm. I appreciate you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It made me feel, okay, I'm doing something right, because mm-hmm. it was a, on, you know, one of our bad days, and mm-hmm. I'm thinking, what am I even doing, i am, am I even making a difference? Mm-hmm. And this was several years ago, and mm-hmm. that person, it was one of my student's parents, said, mm-hmm. I appreciate you, and it just changed my whole mindset.
0: I'm
1: like, okay, because I've been doubting. Yeah. Like I said, the, yeah. like we talk about those yeah. voices, uh, you know, attacking mm-hmm. my mind, and those words just made me think, okay...
0: Yeah, and I think when you know that you, you that Taekwondo has helped you, and you know that it's helping students, and then the parents see the change right. in their own child, mm-hmm. yes, it, it it is something to appreciate absolutely. Uh, how would your um, if you could have dinner with three people, dead or alive, who would they be? My grandma. That's number one. <laughs> I know it's going to be grandma. I, I would one. love to be with my grandma and my grandpa. Yeah. That would be too. <laughs> yeah. My my first, oh, I'm getting off. Yeah, I
1: know. My first birthday without her, um, I didn't want to go celebrate. Mm-hmm. I did not want to go. I didn't want to go to dinner. Mm-hmm. And then I just could hear her voice telling me uh, to go. And we used to go to the Olive Garden all the time, mm-hmm. her and I and my sister, my aunts. And she would always, we would always kind of have the same conversation where she would say, I don't know if I should get the tour of Italy or (laughs) the lasagna. And I would say, well, I'm going to get the eggplant. That's what I always get. And then we would kind of share. And so I remember I was not wanting to have my birthday dinner that year and I heard her voice and I said, you know what? I'm going to go. She wants me to go. Mm -hmm. Um, But yes, I would love to have the tour of Italy and eggplant with her.
0: (laughs) Uh, and what are there two other people
1: yes um i have an uncle who who is alive but he's not able to communicate with us he he has some medical issues mm-hmm. like i said that, that mm-hmm. are close to my heart mm-hmm. and um sometimes i imagine what conversations would be like if you were able to still have that mm-hmm. type of communication mm-hmm. i do have conversations with him yes. when i visit him um, but i have to imagine the mm-hmm. responses that mm-hmm. you know because i'm talking yes. to him and telling him a story and I would love to have a dinner with him where he can respond.
0: respond. I would I love, love that. Cool. Okay, now the fun question, okay. what hobbies? Do you have any other hobbies besides your business? Yes,
1: <laughs> um, well I'm a musician so I love to sing and play guitar. That's one of my top hobbies. And then also I like to write poetry. Ooh, nice. um, so
0: those are my top two. Okay. Um, Me, I guess I like two. to decorate,
1: I guess. <laughs> Um, I like to make soaps and like bath bath salts and scrubs oh, yes. and stuff like that so that's yeah. another one It's hard to find time
0: yeah
1: but now that I have my own business even though I'm mm-hmm. so busy mm-hmm. I actually do find myself uh, mm-hmm. having more time mm-hmm. to do those things oh good so good. it's been good. great because I think before when I was an employee and not a business owner mm-hmm. I hadn't been able to play my guitar for like three months. I wanted Mm. to, but then I'm like, I think you just need a rest.
0: (laughs) I am so tired. Yes. yes. Rest is good
1: too.
0: (laughs) Um, do you consider yourself organized? Yes and no. It depends on the day. (laughs) I think that's all of it.
1: So I'll be on a roll really good, keeping up with everything. And then Mm -hmm. one day I'll be tired. I'm like, I'll let it go. Mm And then once I let it go for Mm -hmm. one day and the next day, and then by the third day, I'm like, would
0: have well I have four <laughs> yeah. kids so it's yeah. easy for things to get out of control oh, yeah real fast right yeah uh, are you a piler or a filer well
1: um, I would say like when I collect my mail for example I put it on my desk because it's not the time for mail mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. when it is time for mail then that's when I sort through everything okay. and the same thing with all of mm-hmm. my my papers um, like I said I used to work for a an attorney and there was a lot of paperwork mm. uh, and and but there was a time for it. So I'm yes. also like about my schedule and yes. and that when oh, it's the time that's for it, organized. Yeah. then I organize
0: mm-hmm. it. That's good. All right. Is it easy for you to let go of things um, or do you tend to be a saver?
1: For a lot of years, I was a saver. Mm-hmm. And there are still things that are very sentimental that mm-hmm. I will absolutely keep.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But in the last few years, since I've been divorced, I've been more able to let go of things Mm -hmm. you know i like to touch it and Mm -hmm. see is this bringing me happiness do I really need to save this how can I use this um a lot of the things that I have kept are of course my grandma's things Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. but there are things some things from of hers that I was able Mm -hmm. to let go Mm -hmm. I think like for example I I was saving this whole entire dish set of Mm -hmm. bowls and plates and the little mugs and I didn't like the print on them Yeah. That they were hers and I don't even mm-hmm. remember her ever serving mm-hmm. dinner on those plates but they were hers mm-hmm. so I kept them mm-hmm. for two years mm-hmm. in my cabinet and then I said I'm gonna give these I'm gonna donate these mm-hmm. because I'm not using them and then I mm-hmm. you know I noticed oh, I, w- I was able to let go of that whereas before yeah I would have never let something yeah. like that go
0: <laughs> and I think sometimes it might be helpful um, you know, but if you don't like the print, it makes it easier. Right. But if you do like the print, but you just know you're not going to use them, maybe keeping one, one. plate and right. having it as a display piece right. is helpful, and then you can let the rest go. Right. Yeah, but I'm speaking as an organizer because I love dishes, and mm. I have lots of them. <laughs> I love so, dishes, too. Yeah, and, it's and a, I, I have a to... problem with them, though. Wow. <laughs> I, <laughs> That's before, my one addiction. Before I was divorced, I was
1: in this habit of collecting teacups oh, from yes. garage sales, estate yes. sales, and I had tons. But it, it came to a point where they weren't even on display. They were just in a box. Oh, yes. um, but going through that divorce mm-hmm. and, and moving and mm-hmm. all of that, I think, really helped with what I need mm-hmm. to keep and what I want, what Mm -hmm. I need, and what's just excess. Right, 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 right. right.
0: Yeah, and I have also learned, not so much with my dishes yet, (laughs) I'm getting there, but you know, um, one day my china cabinet is gonna be my container, and anything that overflows my china cabinet, I'm gonna get rid of, and if I have to, see how full my china (laughs) cabinet is, Um, I have, I do have dishes that I am selling. I'm just making a confession that I have so many dishes that I am going to keep the ones that are in my china cabinet and I am letting go of the rest. Although I do have some overflowing on the walls.
1: Well, the ones (laughs) on the walls are beautiful, so. Yes,
0: thank you. (laughs) Uh, all right. So, uh, you do tend to keep a few things because of sentimental reasons, Right. Right. Do you keep things, uh, do you ever keep things just in case you will need them later? I try not to, Mm -hmm. because that was
1: one of my Mm -hmm. problems before, is that I kept so many things just in case, Mm -hmm. and also with clothes, just Mm -hmm. in case this is going to fit me Mm -hmm. in two Mm -hmm. years, and like I said, Mm -hmm. I struggled with weight, I I try not to, there's some things that I see, well I think I could use this in the next couple of months, Mm -hmm. yes, Mm -hmm. this is something I have no idea when I'll use this, I'm okay to Mm -hmm. let it go.
0: Yeah, I did hear a Peter Walsh years back, I'm dating myself now, but um, he said that, you know, if it's something that you can purchase again at goodwill, then let it go. Right. And that really helped me a lot. I mean, sure, if it's a... A unique antique piece You know you're not going to be able to find it At Goodwill But if you can repurchase an item at Goodwill Because you got rid of something That you actually needed Then that's one thing So I now Let go of things a lot easier Because most of those items Can you know Be picked up again at Goodwill Um, Do you weed out paper and belongings often or systematically um I try to set time to do it like I mm-hmm. said
1: in us in my schedule so mm-hmm. when I say okay now I'm going to organize my desk mm-hmm. I do go through all the papers mm-hmm. and I get rid of them same thing for my kids backpacks mm-hmm. and all the little folders and mm-hmm. things they yes.
0: like to keep of course yes, then they with see 4 you've gotta <laughs> they're
1: like, why are you throwing this drawing away and I'm like I already have 200 over there. No, we have a memory box <laughs> mm-hmm. and it's about this big. They get to, when they draw me something, mm-hmm. they get to decide if we can put it in the memory box mm-hmm. or it goes on the fridge, but it can't stay on the fridge forever.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: then we have to decide if yes, we're saving yes. it in the box or if it's going to yes. trash. Cause we can't fit everything
0: in the box. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And there's only so many treasure boxes you can keep per child. All right. Um, but um, yeah, taking pictures of the things that we let go of may help as well especially if it's a drawing you know at least we'll have a picture of it and a memory of it without actually having so many items Um, do you share your workspace or living space with someone with a different organizing style? Do all of your kids have different organizing styles, or are they all just kids? They're all just kids. <laughs> I don't think they have an organizing <laughs> style.
1: Um, but my actual workspace, my desk, and mm-hmm. all of that um, is my own
0: space. Mm-hmm. Um, and are, Do any of your kids have a different? you know out of all four of them is one of them more organized than another or are they pretty much the same no i think my son
1: can be organized when he chooses Mm. to do that Mm -hmm. if he says he's gonna organize his room and go through his things he Mm -hmm. does it very well Mm -hmm. it's just not consistent yeah he's 14 (laughs) um and then my little ones i have Mm -hmm. two eight-year-olds they're twins and a Mm five-year-old so um you know, their version of clean is just tucking tucking things away, but one of them, his mm-hmm. name's Ben, he does, he's a little more like, let me put this where it goes. Ah, I like that, because yes. one of one of my things is like, uh, pick it up, wait, mm-hmm, wait, mm-hmm. right? Not, oh, okay, let me go to the kitchen, and now it's mm-hmm. still in the wrong right, spot. Right, right. And he doesn't, like I said, he's only eight, yeah. he's not super consistent about it, but when mm-hmm. I tell him to pick Mm -hmm. up his things and or clean his room I noticed that instead of just like let me just put it all in the closet he puts his little things where they go oh
0: good good
1: the other day we went to down the street to our neighbor's house and two of my kids wanted to go and the older one Noah and Ben wanted to stay home and Ben whispered to me he says I'm gonna surprise Jakey and Serafina that when they come home I'm gonna have cleaned all their stuff that's what he did we were over there having fun and wow. um, we came back he had put all of their things away so yeah. i think he likes that um, order, or, order yeah. right order
0: oh that's nice um now you said you used to collect teacups do you still collect teacups or do you collect anything now
1: Uh do i collect anything now
0: yes mm-hmm. coffee mugs
1: um uh, coffee mugs and every so often I will if I see a teacup at the thrift store or mm-hmm. whatever I I will pick it up mm-hmm. I don't have many because I don't mm-hmm. want to have okay. an overflow yeah. of them yeah. and I can handle it and tell myself no on the teacups yeah but for some reason I can't do it yeah with and I yeah. have two like coffee trees those hang yeah. the cups and then I bought a cart where I have my coffee cups, and it's by color. So right now, the, all the mugs on there are blue. Some yeah. shade of blue, light yeah. blue, dark blue. And um, mm-hmm. my daughter it was like, when are you going to change it? And I'm like, I'm going to change it to pink. I'm going to change it. And I have them. <laughs> yes, I yes. have them yes. in the cabinet, but I want them to be out yes. for people to see. Yes, So I rotate them.
0: Yes, Well, I do. I have my um, holiday uh, coffee mugs, and I do change out my coffee mugs right now. I have little easter bunny coffee mugs but i do now try to only buy four and uh, because i have so many coffee right. cups and so many different right. themes that well, i try to none of my match <laughs> i don't think i have any matching they're just all different the ones yeah. with
1: little sayings are my yeah. favorite colors and i try at first i would buy them in them on display mm-hmm. but I wouldn't use them. Mm-hmm. There's still a few I haven't mm-hmm. used but I try mm-hmm. to use a different one every day and um, last year my my brother asked me what's I think it was my brother yeah what, what's your favorite part of, of your day and I said mm-hmm. honestly my favorite part of the day is choosing which coffee mug I'm going to drink out of. Yeah. Anymore. It's just something that brings me happiness. Yeah. So I don't think it's I'll... It's the
0: simple things right? sometimes, yeah. right? So I don't think yeah. I'll
1: stop, but I obviously don't want to. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> well, I, I used to have all, uh, all mismatched, um, but then my collection did get out of hand, and then um, that's when I decided, well, you know what? I'm going to pick my favorite holiday ones only stick to four that way i can change them out and only have four in my cabinet at a time instead of an overflow i'm not going to say i only have four in my cabinet but (laughs) my attempt is to switch them out so i don't have an overflow of coffee mugs because i do have a lot (laughs) are you a highly visual person that needs to see your stuff i think you are because of your coffee right or do you need to have things out of sight? Well, if it's
1: like, well, you could say that coffee mugs are clutter, but I love them so much, so I mm-hmm. like those to be on display. Mm-hmm. Other things I like for them to be put away, mm-hmm. like shoes. Mm-hmm. I cannot mm-hmm. stand to have mm-hmm. everyone's shoes mm-hmm. thrown around, so yeah. I have to have a system for, for that.
0: Yeah, <laughs> well, that's good. Um, okay, our last questions. where are you the most organized? Um
1: I don't know. <laughs> let me think. If I don't know, that's not good. <laughs> um I guess my kitchen, yeah, is where I'm the most organized mm-hmm. because everything for sure needs to have a a space and mm-hmm. I don't let it get out of hand mm-hmm. because it's an area that people see.
0: Yeah. The place that gets out of hand is my closet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Yeah, everybody has that one place that they struggle with organization and the one place that they really um, have a good system for. Um, And I have mentioned this on podcasts before, so I've probably bored them to death, but I have all of my party stuff in my garage, and it is organized, but you wouldn't know it because there's so much of it. So I guess my least organized... Um my well I don't say it's not organized it's organized but my most cluttered space is probably too many dishes. I have way too many dishes and I am I am in the process of working on that. So, um what are your and um, okay, we already talked about your where your least organized is the closet. closet. Okay. Now, this is the last question. Where is, do you have uh, a website or how can people see you online or connect with you online?
1: Right, so I do have social media, um, my personal one and then my business which is Metamorphics MA and it's the same for Facebook and Instagram mm-hmm. and I have someone who is right now creating a website mm-hmm. so I Good. don't, I'm not sure exactly what the web address mm-hmm. is yes. um, but it's, in, mm-hmm. it's, in, the it's in the works.
0: And she'll send it to me whenever. And I'll add it whenever she does get it. Yes. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, awesome, guys. It was great talking to you guys and talking to her. I hope you really enjoyed it. And uh, we will see you on the next podcast. Thank you for listening and thank you for watching. Bye. Bye.